Welcome to the Stripped Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they're upfront or coy, from ISS is somebody singing to what a good boy, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. I am gonna go and imitate my co-host Evan and never crack a smile again. It's my co-host Evan. Everybody knows happy is the new most, so I'm also gonna go and imitate my co-host Never back a smile again. This is going to be a straight lace podcast, Saker. <laughs> no, I. You did mine, but you did it better. Yeah, yeah. That's what that's, I was going to switch, but then I'm like, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna punch you up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That's your mo for life. Is just do what I do, except way better. Always punch up. Always punch up. That's true. Never punch down. Mm-hmm. Do you believe when you make fun of me, you're punching up or punching down? I think I'm punching laterally. Yeah, I believe so too. I believe yeah. we're lateral to each other. I think other. we're in a fist. I think we're just in a straight up fist fight. Yeah, we're just punching. Nobody's this is what they call it. Not a, in, a, in a ring, not on the stairs or anything. Yeah. Which, have we talked about this in the podcast? Who would win in a fight between you and I? Um, Probably many times. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, that's done yet. Who do you think would win in a fight if all five bare naked ladies got into a big fist fight? We already talked about that on the God thing when they it. literally got into a fist fight, remember? No, did they, this like, happen? Literally got into a fist fight on stage, like a, a staged one. Remember, it was oh, for angry, um, people. angry people. Wow, that wasn't that long ago. Yeah, my my, th- this is a weird time dilation that's happening. Like mm-hmm. back in the Gordon and uh, Bopes days, I felt like time moved so quick. Like everything seemed, but angry people seems like it was a million years away. Yeah, I mean that's like you know it's the quarantine thing. Like every day seems like forever, and every week seems like an eternity. But then again, I don't know. Without like a, a job to suck your time like you Mm. you realize how much time is actually in a day sure yeah absolutely and especially when you have a small child and that child just wants to do the same repetitive tasks over Mm -hmm. and over again Mm -hmm. it especially becomes a uh, a strange hellscape so i always have you started Um, um have you started wondering what his kinks are gonna be I have not but now i'm sure it's all i'll ever think about that's like (laughs) i I like because i like he my, my kid's really into slime right now Mm -hmm. And he's into putting his dolls into slime. And he always makes me go, and he goes, they say, "Mm, mm, mm, mm," because they can't talk. Their mouths are covered. And I'm like, oh, gosh, I hope this is kind of just a phase. Oh, no. Like, is this something (laughs) you're going to be into? And if it is, that's fine as long as they're consenting. But like. What what kink is that? I mean, I don't think slime is a kink. That's like like binding. Smothering, right? Smothering. Yeah. That's like a choking thing, I think. Mm -hmm. He just wants them to not have hair. Your your child is also into very, very long hair. Yes. Is that correct? He's into very long hair at the moment. I don't know about. Down here, not updos. He does not like updos. Sexualizing your child like this is upsetting to me. Okay. Okay, <laughs> I'm just amazed that you're you think about it that much. I, I'm not that it's I mean, bad. It's not like on my mind the whole time. It's just like an idle sure. thought, you know. Because like I said, we're doing we're playing with slime for literally three hours. Sure, sure, like, sure, sure, absolutely. You know, I have to do something to entertain myself, and it's to sure. sexualize my child. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> Are you happy this podcast is public? Are you happy that? Well, anyone I'm, can I'm hear happy this? that no one listens to this. That's also a, a true thing. I don't know, man. About eight minutes ago, I put a call out on Twitter because I we are officially out of questions. Mm-hmm. You can send us a question to it's all been done podcast at gmail.com. And uh, a couple people got back to us and gave us some uh, some questions, which well, was very sweet. So, so people are people are out there. People are listening. People are ready to be our friends. Mm. That's, I need more friends. You know me. <laughs> you are strangely friendless. I've yeah. always thought that. That's <laughs> you have you have too many friends. Is Good a problem. Friendless Devin. Yeah, you hit sort of like a friend event horizon. You know, yeah. like where you have you have a lot of friends, but the problem is is that you've got too many friends. So like when you throw a party or a get together, it's like, well, for sure. You know, I'm doing a game and I need like four people. Who do I yep. not invite? And by not Ig- inviting them, exactly. that's like a yeah, that's an implicit insult, right? Yeah, yeah. I had a a, a dust up uh, maybe two years ago at this point and lost several friends out of my friends group. Mm-hmm. And I feel like my life has improved dramatically because it was like, shit, I have eight friends who are into D&D and I don't want to run an eight person game. So mm-hmm. what do I do? And now it's like, I have five friends who are into D&D. This is per <laughs> Like, I don't have problems anymore. Uh, plus, of course, they were bad people who don't deserve my attention or friendship. Um, but that uh, is I think I'm still friends with a lot of those people, so you might want to retract that statement, little boy. D- no retractions, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure some of but, them are very bad. The ones that I told you were bad are bad. The ones that I yes. haven't told you are bad are not bad. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. 
Dylan, we're calling you out, but no, I'm joking. Oh, <laughs> no, not, not, my, not my little dill boy. <laughs> yeah, little dill my boy. My little gherkin. <laughs> oh, what a good what a good nickname. What's you your favorite nickname? Have you ever made up a nickname for somebody and you were so proud of it? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I make up nicknames all the time. Like, sure. But I'm not really any proud of them because they're usually just garbage like troll uh, or, or yeah. pumpkin. All of your nicknames are some variation on the squeezer. You keep calling people like the squeezer, the teaser, like the juice squeezer. The, the pleaser. The pleaser. The greaser. Sometimes you'll add a word before, add a word after. Mm-hmm. Very strange. Very mm-hmm. odd. So, I don't know. Anyway. Um, so Ebo. Saker the tweezer. That's me. <laughs> that's what I've always been called. Saker the tweezer. Um, hey, uh, you. Because you're fine enough you... to pluck out a hair. Ooh. Is that Buddy, a compliment? I have... Was that a compliment? I don't know. I don't, I think you're calling me fine, so I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd say that's a compliment. Okay. Um, you're the squeezer because you are pointy enough <laughs> to juice an orange. Is that, what, Is so, that yeah, a squeezers compliment? Squeezers are pointy, though. Like no, like, squeezers are rounded. Yeah, they're like a hill, a gentle slope. You're a, you're a, uh, shit. And juicers are also not good because they're, squeezers are also not good because they're kind of like a waffle maker. They're a tool you use like three times a year. Mm-hmm. Although I've been yeah. using my, I'm getting the hell, since quarantine started, I've been using the hell out of my waffle maker. Have you really? Mm, I've been waffling it, buddy. We're waffling back and forth, me and my boy. This week I opened my cabinet and said, mm-hmm. holy shit, I have a waffle maker. Yeah, that, I gave it to you. Th- was it you? Yeah. I didn't know where it came from or what. I think we've talked about it on the pod. I upgraded my, I think we literally, that transaction happened on the pod. It was on the episode, Angry People. (laughs) 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 I've just blocked it from my memory. I upgraded my waffle iron, so you got my old boy. Oh boy. Okay. Well, I don't think I've ever used it, but uh, I should start. I should start. Um, It's just, yeah, since quarantine, things have shifted. Mm -hmm. Just like, you know, I feel like my... What I'm feeling now, like when I feel happy now, mm-hmm. it's kind of like when I used to feel sad before. You know what I mean? In a lot of ways, I'd say happy is the new sad. Ev, uh, uh. that brings us to today's song. <laughs> today's song is called The New Sad. And if you've never heard it before, here is a quick sample. Everybody knows that happy is the new sad. So I am gonna go and imitate my old dad and never crack a smile again. Epo, I bet all of our listeners want that those that ten second clip of their lives back. (laughs) This is this is an episode where I don't think you listened to the song until this morning, am I correct? Correct. Good, because at about noon, we're recording this about three o'clock, I got a message from you. Just cursing, cursing the gods. <laughs> just being upset at uh, at the world. Is that correct? Yes, yes. This was this was not much of a song, bud. I didn't mind it. I'm not going. I feel like this is going to be maybe a beautiful episode. The other way, I feel like you might push me towards really enjoying the new set. <laughs> this well, is going to be a, a backwards beautiful and ugly, if you will. Yeah. Let me think about. Uh, I want to say something nice about it before. Mm-hmm. I just rip into it, but I'm not sure. Well, give give me give me a sandwich. Do do something nice here up top, and then do something nice as we're ending the episode. Um, nothing. I, I couldn't think of much of any. Like, there's nothing to commend this song in my mind. Wow. Like, it's, not, it's not offensively bad. Like, I guess okay. that's the best thing I can say. Like, it wasn't. It didn't piss me off. I just wanted it to be over all the sure. time. Sure. The whole time. <laughs> well, how about it's mercifully short? Yeah. It. it it's only two and a half minutes, but it felt like it was so much longer. <laughs> Did it really? What a bummer. <laughs> yeah, like, it was just, for me, it was just bland. It was like the most banal, tepid, boneless, floppy blobfish of a song. Like, Damn. It's, just, it's like if you had taken Stephen Page's, like, self-loathing, aunt, boo-hoo mentality and, like, ground it up in a juicer and then, like... <laughs> fed it into an algorithm this is the song that it would produce like there's this sounds like a steven page song but it's it's not it's not good i disagree i disagree that this is page core like if you look at it quickly if you just glance at it i agree it's a it's a sad sack steve song from the outset kind of just reading the lyrics but usually his sad sack songs are like i hate myself i want to kill myself Mm -hmm. i'm a bad person this one has come to a, a certain like 
calmness to itself. It understands what it is. It it's sad, certainly, but it's a sadness tinged with, you know, some some happiness. Um, what happiness is in this song, Saker? What what even ounce of happiness is in this song? Well, I give me, oh, just just give me one line, one line that <laughs> is, is just even tips the balance slightly towards humor or happiness or good feeling. Well, I think the entire idea of the song is I am happy now, but no, the happiness that I experience now is is has degraded so far. When I was younger, God, when I felt happy. It was mm-hmm. great. And when I felt sad, it didn't feel great. Now that I'm older, I'm happy, and it feels at the same level as the sadness that I used to feel. I'll never get that youth back again. And right now, you know, happy is the new sad. Um, that doesn't you know, make any fucking sense. It's a sliding scale, you know? <laughs> it's not X is the new Y in terms of, like, orange is the new black. We're not saying, like, it's a right. it's a new fashion trend. We're saying that the scale has slid. As you get older... Your happiness is not as happy as you used to be. So, you know, he's saying happy is the new sad. And so I'm going to do like my father did. And, you know, maybe I'll never smile, but it doesn't mean I'm not happy. Uh, I think that's a very generous read you're giving it. <laughs> it's very I think possible. My read of it was, yeah, I used to be happy when I was young. Now I'm never happy again. Wow. Interesting. I'm just, because so, I'm depressed, right? So, so he's thinking what, back to his childhood before like his hormones kicked in and he wasn't depressed. So what was your reading of the title, The New Sad? Uh, nonsense. Gibberish. <laughs> like, you he, think... says, he says happy is the new sad and then spends the rest of the song talking about how sad he is. I love... This is like my... When I say that, that uh, they fucked up and then pressed the album anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is your version of that. Like, I don't know. It doesn't mean anything. They just fucked up. Like, and they put like, it on the album. He says, he says, everybody knows happy is the new sad. All yeah. right. Fine. Okay. That's something. <laughs> Uh-huh. And I expected him to ex- like expand upon that, but the rest of the song, he's literally just bemoaning how old and sad he is. Yeah, I mean, he he definitely he is. Uh, he's it's because you know this is he knows he's at the end of his life. So even if he's happy now, it's still sad. I don't know. I kind of I kind of like that. It is a sad song. I will tell you, it is a sad song. Um, obviously, boy, one of the things I really loved. In my, I tried to do a real deep dive on this song and get as in-depth in it as I could. Good, because and, I've got nothing to say about it. Okay. I was reading a Reddit thread, and mm-hmm. the Reddit thread was saddest BNL songs in our Bare Naked Ladies, and it was from like five years ago or something. Mm-hmm. This song, The New Sad, has the word sad in the title, and it was mentioned once at the bottom of the thread with, with one point, mm-hmm. below songs like Moonstone and I Saw It. So it's like, even though this song is is meant to be sad, still nobody gives it the love that it deserves. Like, on the thread for saddest BNL songs. So I do think this is a deep, 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 deep cut. It deserves no love. You give it exactly <laughs> the amount of love it deserves. You know how many times the Bare Naked Ladies have played this in concert? Zero. Uh Chips and Dip Five, my well, yeah, friend. Yeah, that's. I, I meant like concert. <laughs> I'm sorry, they Chips have, and Dip suddenly not performed it. Performed it in like a in an intimate setting with their closest fans who asked for it. Like somebody's like, sure. can you play the new song? Hey, you seven guitarists in a row on the stage. Can you play the new sad, please? Just the middle guitarist, Steve. <laughs> uh, very strange. We can talk about that other version real quick. Yeah. It is weird because I agree with you. Like, obviously. They've never played it live aside from this time, I think. Mm-hmm. But Steve fucking knows it from front to back, unlike Running Out of Ink, which is like a cl- clearly a much better song. And it feels like a, a song he should know better. But this one must hold some some love with him because he knew it from front to back. I was really delighted that he was into it. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't think any part of this song was sweet. No, like... Even like Kev's piano felt uninspired to me this time. Like it was like it was elevator music is what it sounded like. Like Wow. I could not believe this was an album song. This is a song they chose to put on an album. Like I I thought Kev's playing on this song was inspired. I wrote inspired in wow, my notes. Wow. Because I love the part when it breaks it down and he starts playing in three four time against the four four of the regular song. Get him back again. It was 
just so cool. Like it, he was doing something really interesting with that. Did you like it the is part re- where he just started at the top of the scale and then slowly walked down the keyboard <laughs> one note at a time. <laughs> like that that was fun it was inspired in fact how many songs this was like a fucking deep cut from like a carpenter's album or some like (laughs) 70s like folk adjacent band like i could see like mamas and the papas singing this fucking song like yes midway through their album i could also hear that maybe hey did you like like where they um they talked about birds so they had to so that uh, they had to put in some fucking bird song samples the absolute Jim, jim demanded that they put bird song in there no doubt the worst part of the song. What a strange, bad, dumb choice. It's one of them whistling, it sounds like. It does not sound like a sample of a bird noise. It's like a, it's like a bird whistle, and then there's like a dove noise, like a cooing noise. and Yeah, and God it's the damn, same. Guys. They do the same loop three times. Like, they don't change it up. <laughs> so oh. I, I couldn't ve- believe I was hearing that the first time. Like... I had to like go back and re-listen, and I did it ten is, more times. Yeah, it's very, very a bad, bad choice that they did. Um, and I think there are some. Uh, let's let's hit because I'm sure that you're gonna have some more. But I would have ti- I would have titled this song "Sad as the New Happy" because that makes a lot more sense within the context of what he's actually saying. Sure, I think either way you put it. Now that I'm sad, that's my new top of my scale. Sad is the new happy, but happy is the new sad. Me considering myself happy is what I used to be when I right, was sad. But that's just that's just reverse. That's needlessly complex. I think in my mind. I get I, to me they are if literally. He had, if he had reversed literally every other line, then because <laughs> he's like, it's like saying a song is called "Up Is Down," uh-huh. and then you just sing about down how far down is the whole time. I I guess up is and then the new... and then you should say. Down is, and you should change it to down is the new up because you're thinking <laughs> literally about being down and as far down as you can go. I get, I think he should have written a song and then read every line from back to front. Mm. <laughs> Again, smile, a crack, and never. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. Again, I'd love face to hear this. Her, see, never, and. <laughs> Dad, old, my imitate, and go, gonna. <laughs> I am so. It, just, it felt like it was in a. It was just moving in so many different directions. Like he was. Like I said, it was like it felt like all over the place. Because first he talks about getting older, and that's mm-hmm. fine. Then he talks about how you need to pray, and then he talks about bluebirds on his shoulder. Then he talks about like a girl who left him because you know it's a Steve song, so he's got to talk about that. And then just like talks about young people well, and then getting old again. Let's break it down because I think I think each of the the stanzas is interesting. Number one, I like the fact that this is when you just look at the 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 lyrics to this, it does feel like a poem. Like it doesn't, and I think if it were a poem instead of a piece of music, I might like it even more. Even though it's a little heavy-handed, and I think the music gives it a little more depth than mm-hmm. it deserves, I I think it's a it's a poem set to music, and I think in that respect, that's kind of neat. Because we we don't get a whole lot of Bare Naked Ladies songs that are this short, simple, easy, you know. Um, no, not not recently, no. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, the first stanza, I think we we kind of nailed. Let me tell you, my least favorite part of that first stanza is when he says, old dad. Yep, that was me too. <laughs> so I'm gonna go and imitate my old dad and never crack a smile again. It's I such cringed a, a little bit. It's a small yeah. little thing. He's adding an extra syllable to hit the necessary number for the line rather than for any real reason. It doesn't make sense. Is it his previous dad or his aged <laughs> dad? <laughs> like, has he had more than one dad? Yeah, and my then, old dad. And, and then in the next line, he says, um, you know, everybody knows, not the next line, but the next stanza, everybody knows as we get older. So he's already doubling up on the word old. It's too, it's bad. He's, that sucks that he said old dad there. Agreed. I hate it. Um, but but whatever. Uh, the next stanza. Um, the, will, the will is first to go. And so upon my shoulder, the bluebird shall not sing again. Everybody knows that as we all get older, the will is first to go. And so upon my shoulder, the bluebird shall not sing again. I wrote down in my notes, what the fuck does the will is first to go mean? What does it have to do with the bluebird singing? 
yeah, maybe the will to survive, maybe the will to be happy, maybe and Will Wheaton. So when he did have that, the bluebirds sang upon his shoulder. Mm-hmm. I guess when you're happy, the world is happy with you. Now that he's no longer happy, the bluebird no longer. You've made me like that line more. You pushed me, Ev. You beautiful. I expected. I expected to 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 nudge you in the direction sure. of liking this song. The third stanza. I don't think he's talking about the need to pray. I think he's just saying like we pray to never feel this way again. Like every day we get up and say, God, I wish I felt the way I did yesterday, and it gets worse and worse. Everybody knows that as our hair gets grayer, we strike a bended pose and say a little prayer to never feel this way again. I guess. I but, mean, he's literally talking about like bending down and praying. Yeah, or, I mean, you know, I, I just thought you talking about getting old and being stooped and you know muttering prayers to yourself, which is fine I like, too. I like I mean, that both of them are equally boring to me. Although I did not like grayer and prayer as the rhymes mm. there. It's because it's it's either grayer and prayer or grayer and prayer, which are the proper way. It's like Sean Bean. You just gotta pick it and go, my friend. <laughs> Damn right. I like that he <laughs> at the end of every stanza he rhymes again with again. Oh, I did not even notice that. He certainly does. Oh, he says again at the end of... How did I not notice that? I mean, it's parallelism. Is it parallelism? I don't or is care. It... Yeah, okay. I'm sure it is. It is literally parallelism. Is it good parallelism? I don't know. Not, okay. not, not in my opinion. Sure, got it. Um, And then the last two stanzas, yeah, his wife died or something, and then, you know... Why Why do people want to be old when they're young? Because they'll never have that youth again. And then he dies. He just fucking dies at the end of the song. Which is goodbye, real sad. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. It's sweet. Especially when Steve is doubling up his goodbyes at the end. Har- this is the first time I've enjoyed Steve self-harmonizing. I know it hurts. No one wants to die. Goodbye. Goodbye. I thought it was really like, it was sweet. It added this little bit to the song that it, it needed. I don't know. Yeah, like I said, didn't hate it, but it was not, it was not, it had nothing to commend itself to me. Yeah. Like, I, all right. That's interesting. Um, could this be about something other than an old man reflecting on his life as he dies? Um... I suppose it might be about a kind assassin, right? So like, this is an assassin who, you know, he never smiles anymore. Um, the bluebirds don't sing around him. And, and then he you know, adopts Natalie Portman and falls oh, in love with the little girl. Leon, perhaps <laughs> it is. The professional himself. I know it hurts. No one wants to die. Goodbye. He's holding the man as he slits his throat. Like, I don't know. Is it about SEAL Team 6? Was hmm. this about the death of Osama bin Laden? The, yeah, the, the execution of Osama bin Laden. Who knows? It's the right time? No, it's yeah. not the right time frame. Never mind. It's exactly that been... the right time frame. <laughs> Steve saw it coming long before it happened. TTS, Time Traveler Steve, mm-hmm. as we've discussed many times. When do you think he came from? Because I think Time Traveler Steve is from only shortly after the release of this album. Because he's seen 9-11 happen. We know he mm-hmm. went back to try and prevent that. He's seen the death of Osama bin Laden. So that was, what, 2012 or something? Um, I don't know. what. Well, yeah, I, I mean, you think he started going back in time right after blam in i i think he went back in time once and i think we've talked about this previously he inserted his old consciousness into his young uh, self so right? he's only gone back in time one time yeah he sh- mm. he shot himself back and then tried to correct things and it didn't work out uh osama bin laden may 2nd 2011 in abadabad pakistan um, <laughs> no, that's the type know. of content our listeners come for <laughs> what day did osama die um yeah, uh, the only other, uh, lyrically, or at least Steve-ily, the only other, there's a lot of weird Steve-isms in this song, and I think it might come from listening to this song too much. Um, it did. This one didn't bother me until I, I thought about it for a while, which was how low he starts at the beginning of, like, everybody knows. <laughs> like, he's revving up at the beginning of every line. Longer in the tooth. So why do people fake it? We'll also, every line starts with everybody. Everybody, yeah. Which is yeah. another parallelism. Um, oh my God. It starts with everybody and ends with again. Is this a song about reincarnation? Ooh. 
Mm. Yeah. Well, things to think it about. is. It. I mean, perhaps because he talks about never having youth back, but yeah, reincarnation, you will have your youth back. Well, you'll have a different person's youth back. That's true. Yeah, this one resolutely uh, refutes um, resurrection. You're right. What is it? Not resurrection. I've forgotten the word that we're talking reincarnation. about. Reincarnation. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, his revving up is weirdly maddling. Also, he says new. He doesn't say new. He says new sad, <laughs> which like he inserts a Y into that word, which again, Fine on the first listen, maddening on the 50th. but happy is the new sad. Truly things that do not bother me. Um, instrumentally, uh, anything you wanted to talk about here? Are you already tapped out? Like like I said, the piano the piano and drums were serviceable. Like I think I think Kev there were a couple interesting things Kev's did, but uh, like you you called them out, but at the same time I was not the least bit like impressed by it like i usually yeah. am i feel um, that like the guitar arpeggios were interesting um or there was like that little break after to never feel this way again and there was like a little a little bit of guitar noodling was fine yeah, yeah. um this definitely was kind of a groove song this yeah it's kind of a fishy sort of mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i could tell that everybody was kind of improvising their parts that's true um I, I i felt ty had one interesting thing that he did which is um one giant bass drum hit uh in mm-hmm. near the the end of the the song i truly i was listening to this at about 1 a.m yesterday uh taking notes it sounded like the garbage truck was outside i didn't know what was <laughs> happening and then every time i re-listened to it it's very very strange Goodbye. yeah that was that was weird um but yeah everybody else was i serviceable i agree with you i said uh you know, um, the instrumentation is sweet and nice. There's nothing highly objectionable and nothing to write home about, except they do use both in combination with one another, a washboard and a vibra slap uh, in this song. Did wow. you catch those? Nope. Oh, boy. I loved that. <laughs> um, I actually forgot what a vibra slap was called. Thank God Google had me covered when I searched for cake instrument and it <laughs> immediately popped up with vibra slap. <laughs> Yeah, so th- I thought that was cool. Interesting. Would you have liked this song more, Ev? Let me suppose to you. Okay. If it had been the last song on the album. Hmm. As I just a- de- yeah, it would depend on what song came before it, but I could see this as like a secret track. Yeah. Oh, man. That would be great. I, I just love- It would be great, but it'd be better. I think especially that this is the last time on an album, well, besides for snack time, that we ever see Steve- if his last words had been goodbye, 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 goodbye. Oh, wouldn't that have been so fucking good? Like, I don't know. I feel yeah, like... Th- yeah, it would have been. It, it would have had a, a, a great uh, symbolism yeah. to this so song. So, in answer to your question, yes, I would like if this if goodbye was the last thing Steve Page <laughs> said to me. <laughs> now we hear him every week on the Live at Home series. Um, by the way, Live at Home 11 just happened. Uh, some folks were talking about it in our Discord, and um, I was interested in the live at home series because he was doing some interesting things uh Mm -hmm. he did play a um a never before heard song that was cut from stunt which i thought was interesting a couple weeks ago Hmm. but at this point on 11 he's just playing songs that he's played before not that that's bad we're Mm -hmm. getting a bare naked ladies concert every week but it's like not a bare naked ladies concert but a concert with bare naked ladies songs but it's like how long do you think live at home is gonna hold out i mean (laughs) i don't don't know know. but it just seemed i I mean can it be a sustainable prospect i mean the first as long as 100 people are willing to cough up 100 or 10 dollars a ticket i think it'll it'll keep doing it i bet Uh, apparently there were 550 in the audience last night Uh, as we uh as we've determined stephen page is hard up for money yes he needs that filthy lucre let me tell you uh last night he played in a row everything had changed and then everything's the same, which I believe is a Stephen Page solo jam. And then everything old is new again, which is great. I love that. He's got a little sense of humor on him. Um, yeah. Okay. And he's like, is he like taking requests or is he just like playing whatever he wants? Uh, he is taking requests. These come from requests every week. Play what I want. Yeah. But he's played shit like McDonald's girl. He's played like he's gone deep, deep, deep into the catalog, mm-hmm. which I love. But 
Um, Ebo, did you watch? We already talked about the ships and dip five version. Is there anything else you wanted to say about that version? Nope. It was good. Yeah, it was good. Um, did you watch the the dude covering it? I did not. Okay. Uh, there's a version on um, on uh, YouTube where there's some fucking nerd covering it. Mm-hmm. He's a delight to me, but he is a nerd. He has a giant uh, Triforce from Legend of Zelda in the background of where he's playing, which is delightful. And what he really said that interested me is that uh, the chord structure for this is a lot like the chord structure for Blackbird. And when hmm. he plays it, he likes to like uh, interpolate some elements of Blackbird into it. And it was once he started doing it, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, this is cool. I totally hear it. Wow. Um, yeah, it was it was. It was kind of interesting. I'll have, to, I'll have to actually listen to that. I am very excited uh, to hear, uh, to go back to that video maybe a year from now and see Tracy's comment on it that says, <laughs> we are going to talk about your video <laughs> next time on Vernica Th- Thank you very much. <laughs> yes. Um, Ebo, God, where are we in the episode? Half an hour in? That's yeah. all I got. Yeah, that's all uh, I got. Do you want to talk about uh, nice. how this... Be, this God, nice this if this be was a... like a nice, sweet, under-the-hour episode. Oh, my God. I would hate that. All right. Well, quick. Tell me about your dating sim. We'll see what we can do. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> what? Yeah, I want this to end. No. <laughs> I mean, he just wrote this about later daters again, just like before. Okay, next. Oh, no. Are we going to... We're writing the song? No, no. He uh, wrote this, of course. About you little scamp. Rabu Rabu Chow or Love Love Chow. Chow? Yeah. Okay. You remember, of course, do you remember Pacific Rim? Do you remember that movie? Of course I do. And do you remember the character Hannibal Chow, played by Ron Perlman? I do not. <laughs> he was a Hong Kong organ dealer um, <laughs> okay. who had gotten a contract with some sort of defense, pan-specific Pacific defense force to harvest the organs of the dead kaiju. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what you think of when you think of Hong Kong is you think of Ron Perlman in like a uh, brocaded suit with like cowboy boots. Sure. Absolutely. And like a gun or something. I don't know. But like he, it's just, I couldn't believe he was in the movie. <laughs> Ron I mean, Perlman? I, well, never mind. I could believe he was in the movie. I, I couldn't believe say. that's the character they picked for him. <laughs> okay. That's more legit. So, but anyway, in Love, I think, Love, Chow. I'm sorry. I think, I'm sorry. I think I forget literally everything about pacific rim like when it came out it was fucking bombshell it was like humongous and then it's just disappeared they even had a sequel didn't they Mm -hmm. i had forgotten that a sequel even fucking existed good lord what happened it was like the perfect storm of like ridiculous anime tropes slash big block summer blockbuster stuff it's like yeah yeah you can pilot giant mecha but you have to do it with somebody else you've never met oh man what a great you've got to do it in tandem with somebody who you have unresolved tension with. Yeah. Like, how straight. I mean, that is an episode of Neo Genesis Evangelion, like straight sure. up. But, mm-hmm. um, but man, I had, what a cultural phenomenon that just disappeared. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so in uh, Love, Love Chow, you play Hannibal Chow, who's woken up in the, um, what's it called? The Shattered, Shattered Dome or something. Is that what <laughs> okay. they're in? Yeah, sure. And you can romance any male. Well, you can romance one of. They've only released the first chapter, um, and you can romance either the Charlie Hunnam character, the blonde shirtless guy, uh, uh, can, Raleigh Beckett. What? Raleigh Beckett, as everybody yeah. knows. Yeah. You can romance the Idris Elba guy. <laughs> uh oh. Commander Storm or something. I'm sure. sure. And you can romance the uh, Charlie Day guy. Okay. The little scientist boy. Oh, oh, uh, fun. Or the other one, the uh, like Nosferatu looking motherfucker. Okay. Who, uh, you think is going to be a villain the whole time because his face just looks villainous. He like looks like a he's like a a, B, a D-list Willem Dafoe. Like he's got uh. that sort of like skeletal features to him. <laughs> but yeah, you can romance all these guys. Um, but ultimately, it it just you're Ron Perlman, so you're old and kind <laughs> of like I don't want to say past your prime because he's still got some. He he's obviously still got some juice in him. Sure. Uh, but like he can never recapture the like the Ron Perlman spirit. I think that he got in previous movies, like the old, the old Ron Perlman. Now he just kind of shows up and like hang dogs uh, around, and uh, he's like a um, a John Malkovich, right? You know, like you know exactly what you're getting sure. when you hire Ron Perlman. You're right. getting Ron Perlman. He can't play anybody other than Ron Perlman. Legit. Okay, that makes sense. So, so anyway, you're romancing these people, and uh, just they are vague analogs of the actual characters in the movie, um, and they've got hobbies such as like. Uh, belly dancing and <laughs> competitive balance beams procuring yeast <laughs> um 
They have, was like, that a dream... thing in the movie? No, no, none oh, of this okay. is in the movie. Like they just okay. have like these extraneous hobbies or sure. like um, becoming the number one K-pop idol is their life stream <laughs> or like owning the Lysol Corporation. Like they're all <laughs> so you find out about those and uh, you can romance them by like fo- like helping them fulfill their dreams. Okay, um, Ev, here's the thing. Uh, Can't where find did you? It anymore. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm looking desperately for a download link. It just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it doesn't, unfortunately. Um, it's uh, The link's broken, but I read a bunch of stuff, and then I watched the most annoying fucking British person in the world play it. He was Ooh. somebody who not only was annoying and British, but <laughs> didn't know the movie that it was based on or any of the oh, characters. Oh, no! What so in he's the like, world? He's like, oh, yeah, you can romance this black guy. I don't know who <laughs> he is. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. How do you Why? not know who Idris Elba is? Why would you bother? I mean, what is well, the point? It only—it was a let's play that only had like three hundred views. So Bizarre. obviously, it was just some guy fucking around. Oh my god! This uh, on the Visual Novel Database (VNDB.org) this only has two ratings, which is wild. Both of them from 2013, which is, I believe, when the game was released. Uh, it, people gave it a five and a two. Um, yeah, Ev, as you were, it's not very deep. Like, okay. Uh, like the first chapter was released and it was kind of bare bones. And sure. I don't think they ever did anything after that because why would you? Sure, sure. Clearly released as a joke. The moment passed. And then what the fuck are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Right. It, like like the Pacific Rim franchise, it keeps trying to recapture the uh, the joy of its youth. But right. can't. It's a tired old franchise and just kind of uh, the, you know, new sad. Oh, it is. okay. I was wondering how you were going to relate that. But it's, yeah, it's Pacific Rim. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. It relates did you... to lots of levels. Ron Perlman. Love, love, Chow. Pacific Rim in general, meta narrative, sure. all connected to this stinky song. And uh, Ron Perlman's hair is getting grayer <laughs> every time I see him. Did you did you see the sequel? Did not. Okay. All right. I don't know anybody who has, I don't think. Wild. Yeah, why would you? Fuck. Um all right. Yeah, I think I, they it seems like it seemed like it either got bad press or it was like dropped at a bad time or something like that. Because sure. I think you'd think that like all the fucking Transformers audience would go out to see it. Like oh, the people yeah. who are just like, yeah, I want to see big things hit big things. Yeah. God, and, that was yeah. 2018. That wasn't that long ago. Wow. Okay, so Pacific Rim, though, the first one's like 2011, you said, right? Or 2013? Uh, 2013, correct. Yeah, wow, okay, so five it, was, years. it was five years. So I think that that's probably what happened. Is it? Is it yeah. they, they let it lag too long before they had the sequel. Like, I mean, who's going to go see the next Avatar movie when it ever comes out if it never does? Yeah, that's probably true. Um, interesting. Okay, oh, it was original. It was postponed several times. Boy, they must have known that it was bad. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunate. Um, well, hey, well, next time we get together, let's watch Pacific Rim 2. I'm into it. All right. Sounds good to me. It's a date. And then, of course, the ending lines. Uh, I know it hurts. No one wants to die. Goodbye, goodbye. Is a goodbye to this, the franchise, the Pacific Rim mm-hmm. media franchise. Or to the kaiju died. they're killing. Oh, that's sweet, too. I like that. Um, Ebo, right now, I think it's time to rate this song. Mm-hmm. Ev, as we always do, we rate this song on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed. The more naked this song is, the better it is. The more clothes it has on, the worser. So, Ev, on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed, what are you thinking for this song? I wake up in the morning fully clothed. <laughs> I try to take my clothes off, but not only do they, when I take them off like they just i just as as soon as i like turn around they're back on okay um i have no idea how they're getting on but not only every time i try to take them off there are more clothes on me like just like another shirt i'm wearing two shirts now and i'm like sure like i hate wearing socks i take my socks off and then like as soon as i like look away my socks are back on and another pair of socks is on top of it and finally i'm just like fuck man if i'm gonna be fully clothed like this i might as well just go back to bed so i lay in bed (laughs) And then cut to like time lapse photography, Philip Glass music. It's clothes slowly pile upon my body. Oh, and no. my face just gets sat like more and more depressed and sinking into the pillow sure. until finally I'm just like buried beneath a mound of clothes. And you can still see my hand like out there and like sure. just my just my eye so that you get like you get the pain and suffering and the sadness in there. And I'm just sure. like, uh, I don't even care enough to try and take these clothes off. <laughs> For a song that you said was not objectionable, this certainly seems like a really horrible rating. Well, I just I just don't care enough to rate this song the rating okay. it deserves, I guess. That's fair. It, it it gets the rating it deserves, which is to say no rating. Yikes, this song gave you depression. 
Yeah, it kind of did. Okay, got it. Sounds good. It made me okay. feel something, so it was a good song. Hey, that's what's important. Um, okay, interesting. Uh, Ebbo, I think for me, I wake up in the morning, I dress, I've got, I put on uh, my t-shirt and a flannel over it. I put on some jeans, some shoes, socks, because uh, I'm going out to work. I work, of course, on the construction site uh, where I work every day. Um, building giant robots. I'm building that that uh, Jaeger, I believe, is what they were called. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got to build the Jaeger for my friend Benicio del Toro. Uh, I mean Ron Perlman. I don't know why I said Benicio del Toro. They're kind of sim- samey, aren't they? A little bit. No. This I mean, pe- yeah, but he, I mean, well, Ron Perlman starred in Hellboy Two: The Golden Army, which was directed, of course, by Benicio del Toro. Perhaps that is what I am thinking. Um, in any case, uh, I go to work building this Jaeger and, you know, we're cutting the new metal and we're pasting it on. What, what do metal workers do? They drill, they solder. Solder is the word yeah, I was looking solder, for. Solder, they rivet. They rivet. I'm riveting. It's, it's, it's riveting work, to be honest mm-hmm. with you, Ev. Um, and, uh, of course, as it happens, uh, I'm walking and I'm not really paying attention. I'm listening to my favorite podcast. It's all been done, a Bare Ladies podcast. Uh, and I'm flailing my arms wildly as I'm listening because I'm laughing so hard. And uh, one of my arms catches uh, the bandsaw that is there, and it just tears my arm off. Uh, right, just stump. I, I have no more arm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's bleeding horribly. Everybody gets really scared on site. Uh, they try to patch it up as best they can. They call an ambulance. The ambulance comes. They put the tourniquet on. Um, and they're rushing me to the hospital and, you know, I'm still enjoying my favorite podcast. It's all been done a better good ladies podcast and I'm having a good time despite all this <laughs> on the way to the hospital. The ambulance gets into a horrific tonight is the night I fell asleep at the wheel esque wreck where it flies off the, uh, the, the, uh, uh, highway. Um, my legs get trapped in the ambulance. Another, uh, ambulance comes. They realize they have to cut my legs off in order to rescue me, cut both legs off, tourniquet them. Uh, you know what? It sucks very badly, but I'm still having a great time listening to my favorite podcast. It's all been done, a very good ladies <laughs> podcast. I'm listening to the episode Angry People, and it is lodging itself in my memory permanently, so I remember everything <laughs> that happens on it. Um, so in the end, uh, and then uh, they take me to the hospital again, and while I'm at the hospital, the doctor says, uh, uh, okay, we're going to fix you, and then he puts me into the ER but they accidentally mix up my surgery with the surgery someone was supposed to get their arm amputated. So they amputate my last arm. Mm-hmm. I come to, this song is just like a cutoff flannel and a t-shirt, short shorts. Um, but the circumstances surrounding it are very, very, very grim to get there. Well, also, if you're, so you wake up wearing a, a, a flannel and short shorts, right? Yeah. They never changed me for the operation. <laughs> they right, left me in my clothes. That means you're pretty clothed because the things that, that would be showing your arms and legs are gone. So you're actually pretty clothed. The only thing that's, the only thing that's naked is your like neck and head. Except in my mind, I still have all my phantom limbs. It's very, very fresh. So to me, it mm-hmm. feels like I'm very naked <laughs> in my, in my head, which is the only head that counts for my review. My phantom but objectively, limbs. Objectively, pretty. This song <laughs> yes. is pretty close. Yes, objectively, this song is almost one hundred percent close. That's correct. <laughs> and but we'll be right back with more. It's all been done. A Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Hey, Evan. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We are recording this episode January first, nineteen ninety nine. It's always New Year somewhere, <laughs> as we always say. It's always it. What if time zones work like that? What if time zones were wildly disparate across the world? Someplace it was January, someplace it was December. I guess that's kind of what seasons are. Yeah. In Australia yeah. right now, it's snowing. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up to think about. Is does that does that blow your mind to think about? I don't know. I'd kind of like to be like a reverse travel, like where I go, I, I stay in perpetual winter. So oh. I moved to down under in the winter, and then I moved back to America in the winter. I was, I was, a, I was thinking that you were going to be a normal person for a second. What I'd like to I... do is like, yeah, I wish it was. I wish seasons were like not just hemispheric, but like gradation-wise. So I sure. could like, I could like fly around. I could live in Ohio for a month and a half. Uh, in autumn and sure. then go move north or south whichever way autumn goes and I could just be in perpetual autumn uh, you want to be they call them leaf chasers where I come mm-hmm. from sure absolutely maple lickers maple lickers that's pumpkin a pumpkin ha- boys it's a hard life being a pumpkin boy candy corns mm-hmm uh the scarecrow men forever 21 <laughs> Lane Bryant. <laughs> 
That's what they call you. Galleria uh, of jewelry. You, you don't think you don't think you would get sick of it after a while? Perpetual. Galleria is a weird word. It sure is because you could accomplish the same thing with one fewer, two fewer syllables, right? You can say, well, you can say gallery. Sure, that's what but I'm saying. To me, galleria, galleria, I think is probably Italian or something. But you could say galleria just sounds like a gallery for diarrhea. <laughs> when you hear ia, your brain automatically goes to diarrhea. No, when I hear ria, my uh, brain goes to diarrhea. Sure, that and when when I, it has the same the same number of syllables and like think, just a few different letters. I think it's a galleria. I think it's a gallery for comedian Ria Butcher. I think mm. that's what it brings to mind for me. Um, but uh, yeah, I could totally see that galleria. It's got to be galleria. Ah, uh, I think it's a gallery for pizza. To be honest with you, Ooh, hey, yum. you can get a Sabaro. You can get a Pizza Hut. <laughs> Why don't we have a pizza museum? Uh, I'm. Almost absolutely sure that one exists, and next vacation we take, Ev, yeah, we are going to going. go. Like, there need to be more food museums. Absolutely, yes, 100%. Uh, the United States Pizza Museum is in... Uh, where the fuck? About. Uh, boy, this is perhaps the worst website that has ever existed. Um if, if I can't figure out where the fuck it is immediately, why do you exist? I don't know. Their website is horrible. Well, fuck it. The Pizza Museum does exist. They have a pizza summit in Chicago. Uh, Ooh. I, there was the... um there the Chicago. It's in Chicago. The okay. Roosevelt Collection in Chicago. Free admission. Mm. Yeah, bro. Well, I you don't get pizza. I, I bet you don't get pizza, though. Uh, I would also bet that, uh, yeah. but I there's can look into it. There's a tomato festival near us that happens every once in a while, and they had like a pizza competition there. Really? Uh, Pretty good. That sounds hella good. Do regular people get to judge? Anybody can just yeah. go in and yeah, taste you, uh, the pizza? Yeah, you pay and you get like, I don't know, 10 tickets or something, and then you uh, local pizza places come up and set up, and you can give them a ticket and get a slice. I got really excited. You, you judge them. I got really excited for a second, and then I realized that we literally have like slice of Dublin around here where it's a bunch of pizza places come and they give you tickets and like we have that we have the thing you're oh. talking about yeah okay my uh my partner actually won a year's worth of pizza there several years ago um did you use it we so every every year for halloween we would buy maybe 20 pizza basically what it was is they gave us 52 coupons for a free pizza mm. and wow. uh yeah so that was the idea was you just get one a week but we would use them once a year and use 20 of them and just give them it i'm sure they did not love it but that's what we did was it just the best what, what kind of pizza uh, it was La Rosa's, which was not bad. Not bad. Uh, I approved of it. Um, La Esposa. La Esposa. You know, I have. I, I used to have a friend that would say that... Uh, that... I, I do believe in the fact that even the worst pizza is still good, right? I love a Little Caesars. But then I had a friend who used to say that pizza had a ceiling. And, like, mm -hmm. once you hit that ceiling... Gourmet pizza is not like he's wrong. Gourmet mm -hmm. pizza fucking exists, right? Yeah. And like mm -hmm. you can pay more and get fucking great pizza. Mm -hmm. He was just a dumb shit. That's okay. I just wanted to confirm that I was in the right there <laughs> when I yeah, told I him that, off. I think yeah. I mean, there's a there's a sliding scale of pizzas and it's taste based and regional and everything like that. And I think that sure, there's definitely I don't know. I mean, there has to be some ceiling as to how good a pizza can be like it never it's not like measuring a coastline where as, well, as you fractalize more the coastline gets longer until you can every coastline is infinitely long i i guess but then everything has a ceiling i guess right like yeah, I, I would imagine okay well then yeah i suppose in that respect it does have a ceiling i agree could there be a I number agree. bigger than all the things in the universe at, at the most the smallest level possible yeah like, i'm sure there's some math would you, thing would, you that need, would you need a number bigger than anything that could possibly exist to like, do what? I guess, to, we have, I guess we have infinity. I mean, but sure. is infinity used in mathematics beyond just as a concept? I think so. When you like fractalize, you like, yeah, I mean, what you're talking about with the coastlines, I think that's, we, we can use the concept of infinity as more than just, I would imagine. I don't you know. Maybe imply anything wrong. by infinity. It never shows up in like a calculation, does it? I don't know. I mean, know. pi is infinitely long, I guess would be the best the best description, because pi is infinitely long. So we do yes. use pi to calculate. Yeah, um, I would agree. But I we would don't agree. use we never use all of pi. Sure, we round it, which is I think doing pi a disservice, right? Speaking of pi, pizza pie. Do you know <laughs> Treats do you a know? pizza pie? <laughs> we looped it back around. 
Uh, you know which podcast really loves pizza pie? Pie Guys. This well, week on Orange Gropes. You got it. God, Pie Guys sounds great. Oh, my God. I was just having a conversation with one of the other Orange Groves hosts about uh, a place called Curry and Crust near him, uh, which is a place that does, like, uh, chicken tiki masala pizza. Oh, and fu- I, I ate there once. They're in Michigan, and they're fucking great. Uh, and that podcast, that host was Andrew, and the podcast that he hosts is Argonauts. That's right, Argonauts. Andrew tries, did we just do an Argonauts commercial? Doesn't matter. Andrew tries his best to solve alternate reality games. Marn tells him what he should have done instead. Um, is there a pizza the latest episode. reality game where they gaslight you into thinking like pizza is not real or you've never eaten a pizza or there's only one type, like Chicago style pizza doesn't exist? Truly, I think. I think they just did an episode about pizza. I, I that might be wrong. Yeah, they did Pizza Time Pizza. Was there one of the their there second latest episode? The pizza Perfect. delivery chain that is definitely not a cult. Uh, yeah, so it. go go listen to the Pizza Time Pizza episode, folks. I'm sure it's fantastic and it relates to our podcast, which is the one that you love. My good, favorite good podcast. <laughs> it's all been done. A bare naked ladies podcast. And we're back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. The set of words that is losing all meaning to me. Now's the time in the show when we spin that big wheel and figure out what else. God, anything that we do for this episode is going to be sad. Mm-hmm. Let's see which segment we're going to do. In the car. This track is on your road mix. What this songs come? Like, I feel like this one shows up a ton. Yeah, okay, let's this roll like it again. Four times this album. I don't give like. a shit. We'll roll it as many times as we need. Here we go. Toe to toe. Okay, so... Um, I'll just let's just answer that one really quick. Before uh-huh. and after, uh, just a track of four minutes of heavy breathing. Uh, <laughs> both before and after. And after, yeah. Okay, yeah. All right, sure. Um, so we just rolled toe to toe. Grab another random song. Which wins? So how do we <laughs> okay. determine? How do we determine random songs again? We go to a top 100 list for the um, year that the song came out, right? Sure. Yes. Absolutely. And then we randomly pull from one of those. Yes, uh, but God, I, I feel like any song the year this yeah. came out yeah. on the yeah. top 100, because the top 100, by the nature of it being the top 100, is going to be better, right? But I'll do well, it. You can, do well, how, you can do the top 100 worst songs of 2013 or whenever this was. Love that. 20. 2007. Uh, 2007. Let's see if there's a, uh, there's a Hot 100 single. Uh, here we go. Oh, top 10 list. Worst songs of 2007. All right. Are you ready? Uh, ready. Give me a number between one and 10. Seven seven so that would be gwen stefani's wind it up gwen stefani Whoa. we talked about time wind it up a song on the last album holy shit <laughs> what is happening oh, no. we're, oh we're my swallowing God. our own tail we finally what? got it on this podcast <laughs> truly is an ouroboros um do you want to listen to a second of it yeah let's take a okay. second of it uh okay and we'll put it in right here listeners while evan and i listen to it Okay, so, uh, listeners, you've heard a little bit of Gwen Stefani's Wind It Up, as did Evan and I. Ev- I remember vaguely, vaguely, vaguely hearing this song on the radio. No memory of it from you? You're shaking no, your this head. No, song, this song went completely across my, uh, my bowline. So what wins... I, I will admit... I don't think this is a very good song. <laughs> no, no. I will say that this is definitely one of the worst Gwen Stefani songs I've ever heard. I do, and I like Gwen Stefani an awful lot. I, 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 I do like parts of it. I love the uh, the sound of music sample that it uh, that it interpolates. I think that is wonderful. The, the yodeling. The yodeling is fucking cool, and like the yodeling mixed with the drum line is such like disparate lives, and it's it's a delight. But boy, once she starts, just like doing the rapping where she's just talking in two notes and then it's very it's just like not a fan of that well, the song it struck me very similar to this song in a lot of way because i felt like this was sort of like a distillation of the worst of gwen stefani <laughs> okay, like sure. at her best she is like 
plumbing the depths of the human condition and like a relation and like her relationships and like confession writing a confessional essentially yeah uh to a really catchy beat and at his best Stephen page is like plumbing the depths of his depression and you know cutting his own stomach open to show his steaming viscera to us sure like and his heart but like at the same time both of these songs they kind of do that and this is sort of gwen stefani at her like most um bankrupt like like, gwen stefani singing about what boys like sometimes Uh yeah okay yeah they like when i dance they like when we move around like the girls line up please okay (laughs) yeah and it felt like this song was just about as empty as uh too bad yeah i would say i would say so it's uh it's not particularly engaging not particularly interesting i I mean i actually i disagree with myself now it is interesting she Mm -hmm. made it if nothing it is interesting yeah Um, and that's why i think it that's why i think it edges it edges new sad out like it it i think that the new sad doesn't do anything new and interesting with steve with what stephen page has been doing whereas this gwen stefani song she throws a bunch of shit at the wall and some of it it, none of it sticks but like at the same time you have to respect her for just throwing a bunch of fucking spaghetti oh god i, tr- I think it just edges it out i don't think it's i don't think it's a big difference but i think that 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 uh wind it up is better than the new sad i'm trying to figure oh, number one burning ladies wind it up beats the new sad uh Correct. but i don't know which one i like worse it's not even like better at this point it's like worse mm-hmm. um god i think i might have to agree with you i think when stefani's is a little bit at least more interesting. But here's the deal. If we were doing the Stefani cast, mm-hmm. I would be shitting so fucking hard on oh, yeah. what ended yeah. up. So it's, it is hard. It, I think it's just because it's a breath of fresh air. I'm going to have to say that it's better than the new sad, but I know in saying that, that I am uh, looking at it in a very, very biased way. So not a fan. Um, so yeah, Gwen Stefani, congrats to you. You keep your place in New Black or uh, uh, No Black Margaritas, no Black Mar- and uh, Stephen Page does not replace you. <laughs> and that's oof, it. Oof. Yeah, that would have been scary. Ev, now's the point in the show when we take a question from our friends, our fans, our lovely little losers. Here's a question from our friend Don. Hi, uh, Don. Hi, Don. Uh, Don says. Oh, Don's picture is a cake that says, you are dead to me. Too scary, Don. Uh, Don says, thank you for the question. If you had to reinsert Stephen Page into a more recent BNL song, which one would benefit the most from his vocal abilities, and why did you choose that song? That's a real actual question. It is. Ev, are I you- I don't like this. You don't like I don't it. like this, Don. You asked a real question. Okay, should I go to the, the other question? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I just haven't listened to any Bare Naked Ladies songs in excess of this album. But we have been to concerts, so you have heard some of the new Bare Naked Ladies stuff. I have, but, but not you... enough that I would remember any of the names off the top of my head. Sure. You're familiar with the hits. You're familiar with Canada Dry. Uh, are you familiar with uh, Boomerang? Are you familiar mm-hmm. with... No, none of it? I'm familiar with the one where they whistle. Uh, oh, that's a... Yodley, yodley, hee-hoo, that one. Yeah, wind it up. Sure, sure, absolutely. Um, I don't know. So but we don't have the necessary skill to answer we, this question. We don't question. have the tools. This is the Know Nothing podcast. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't know enough. Well, let's see. Let's have bnl do a cover of another song because they do sure. tons of covers and then we can put steve in sure which song do we want be bare naked ladies to cover and put steve back in sure so what modern song do we want to hear the 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 five boys cover is mm-hmm. that what we're aiming for here show enough okay um so uh let's see songs of 2020 because i don't know any oh god yummy by justin bieber really really pops out <laughs> i think that yeah. would be, that would be a lot of fun well, like the thing is like though it's a it's a rap song largely Gr- no no it isn't great for ed he, he, it doesn't it doesn't like it doesn't require much vocal range sure out of justin bieber i think yummy because he's just like yummy 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 i would love to hear a song that has like a featured part to it where it's like a song that's a pop song that features a rapper right um because i think that that would provide uh, a little bit for steve and a little bit for ed um can you think of uh any songs that are blank featuring blank that uh that could be uh good for us you hear you hear mm. No, blank nothing. featuring blank. Right, because I think that would be the best. The best way to do things is a song like a that mashup. A song that features a rapper. Oh, you want a mashup? Hmm, interesting. Um, all right, I think that could be fine. 
Um, we can mash up. We could mash up an old BNL song with a new BNL song. So let's mash up a BNL. I'm taking. I'm just <laughs> shifting the premise entirely again. Let's take a new BNL song. Let's I, take I'm, Canada Dry. I'm too deep into it. I am already looking up. Wait, how are we? So you're just putting a song that Steve was already on with a song that Steve isn't on. Right, but we're mashing them up. <laughs> okay. Mash-up. All right, you go. Perfect storm. Go ahead. So Canada Dry with. Uh, with the when I fall. <laughs> yeah, if I had a million dollars. So you are truly just, yeah. I did it. Uh, yeah, I did it. You did it. Uh, I think the correct answer, uh, the way that, that he wanted this to go, um, is uh, Megan the Stallion featuring the baby with cash shit. Uh, <laughs> that would be. <laughs> no, oh my that God. Like a- Sway Lee and Post Malone's Sunflower, the song from Spider Man into the Spider Verse. That would mm-hmm. be a delight to hear Bare Naked Ladies cut of. It's a great song. I think it would be really fun. I think it would be interesting. It is 100% not their style, but the kind of covers I like best are covers where they make it their own, right? So, fuck. Yeah, I want to hear them do Post Malone and Sway Lee, Post Malone and Sway Lee Sunflower. That's my, that's my, that's my uh, uh, squad goals. Um, I would like them to do... You'll be back from the musical <laughs> Hamilton. Hamilton. Do they all just do it at the same time? Is there any trade-off, or is it just Steve doing it? They go back and forth. Oh, okay. it's a call. And, it's a call and response. What about Old Town Road? It's country with rap. Mm. It would be really, really great, right? Unbelievable. <laughs> Do you not know the song? (laughs) (laughs) So this is just a bad question for us all around. We're so sorry, Don. We are just useless. We require, we require questions that ask idiot. Yes. We want to know things about food. We want to know things about smells. We want to know all that stuff. So, okay. Anyway. Um, yeah. All right. Cool. Thanks everybody. Thanks for your questions. Keep them coming. It's all been done podcast at gmail.com. Even but not the smart ones. Not the you smart see how ones. how those go. Please. Ebo, we done did yeah. it again, as we always do do it. Um, this, was a, this was a fun one. I had a real good time. Did you have a good time? You bet you. <laughs> good. You bet your, you bet your bottom dollar. That's all I ever want. I want for you to enjoy eating ass. I keep thinking about that since I listened to the episode that just premiered this week. I keep thinking about you comparing this podcast to eating ass, and it makes me laugh every time. Um, you can find us on Facebook. It's all been done about these podcast. Find us on Twitter at been done pod. Join the discord. Get on the Patreon. The $2 tier gets you our snack time episodes of which there are five right now. I believe we're uh, definitely going to do more, but we, we're only going to do them one at a time so that Saker doesn't give them to the <laughs> thing and they release them all at once. <laughs> they release them weeks apart. Plus we hadn't given them any in a while. Um, well, we got to do another one. You can review us on iTunes. In fact, we are now back up to 50 reviews. Yay. Uh, here's a review from, it's either Green Stars, Green Star Syntax or Green Stars in Texas. It's all smushy together, so I don't know. Mm. The review is a five-star review called, I am writing a review. Happy? Evan says no. It. Yeah. Uh, this, Thank you. This is a review I am writing because they told me to. Seriously, this is a super fun podcast to listen to. I am a big fan of the Bare Naked Ladies, and even though I don't always agree with Evan and Saker and their terrible opinions, they, <laughs> they are hilarious and entertaining, and I am very glad that they are friends and make this podcast. They, re- they read my email on the podcast once, and it made my day. Listen from the beginning, oh. or skip the first couple when they were still getting warmed up, or mm. just listen to the songs you like. You'll be entertained anyway. Oh, thank what? you. Thank you, Green Stars in Texas. In Texas? Yeah, Green Stars in Texas. I don't know what your name is. We appreciate the review, as we always do. Ebo mm-hmm. brings us to the end, and it brings us to the most critical segment of every episode. Plugs. Ebo, my boy, what you got to plug this week? Inside. Plug in the inside. I'll tell you what. It has been mid-90s here in Ohio, <laughs> and it severely limits the things I can do with my child, who wants nothing more than to run around outside and go on walks, and now he is inside all day and very upset about it. Yeah, we've been playing a lot with the... We got a little pool. We've been playing that pool stuff. My kid hates the fucking pool. Pool, pool. I hate it. I got myself a sweet water pump so I can 
I had to hook it up to my hose because I made like those water features for him. Yeah, that's just out of like out of PVC pipe. <sighs> and now I got a pool. I got a pump, so I can just stick it like a, a, a garden pump, so I can just stick it in the pool, and it just runs forever now. You're it's a genius. Perfect. I that that is truly an engineering masterpiece. I am very it impressed. Not. It is six six pieces of PVC connected with elbows until it, and hills drilled in them. until it breaks down hills. and kills you or your son you are an engineering master and i it would be am in awe. really hard for it to do that it weighs all of three pounds and it you know like i'm trying to think of anything that could have like i suppose if he hit it with enough force with a hard <laughs> enough object it could fracture the pvc pipe sure. such that it like had a sharp angle on it sure but I don't think he has the like upper body strength to manage something like that. It it hangs down because it breaks and it pokes him through the eye. Uh, he tries to hang from it. He falls from a great height. There's a freak it's, sandstorm. It's, it's four feet high. He couldn't fall from a great height. A piece of PBC gets caught in a sandstorm. It gets flung through your window into his bed and k- strikes him through the chest. I don't know. Well, that's that- not any more or less. <laughs> I feel like a piece of PVC would be less dangerous than, say, like a tree branch in that situation. Yeah, well, except the PVC is hollow. So a, a tree branch would plug up the hole. The PVC, his heart is pumping and, and blood is squirting out. And... I don't think you understand how that works. <laughs> I don't. I'm sorry. I have no it's like idea. like in the, the movie, was it Wax? Waxworks or Wax Museum where Paris Hilton is stabbed all the way through with like a um, metal pipe and blood comes out both ends? <laughs> like, yeah. It caught her, her, her blood center. And therefore, it's with the blood sack. Well, well, she'd have to like poke a hole in the middle of it oh, that's for the blood true. to get in because it's it's all the way through her. That's why, like, I, completely. I always puncture people with a recorder because it has those mm. little holes drilled into it already, and I get that sweet blood flow. Yeah. Well, you got to take a you got to take the pipe, and then you put like a you you drill a hole in the middle, mm-hmm. right, right where it's going to be inside, sure. and then you got to stick it on them. And then you immediately start like like you're like siphoning gas. You got to suck on it to get the <laughs> exactly. suction going, and then finally it. like. Once the blood, yeah, then then the arteries take over. Great. You're fine. You're God, go. can you imagine what if, if you want to exsanguinate somebody with a metal pole? What if somebody started killing people that way and it got traced back to our podcast and he was like called the IABD killer or like the bare naked killer? God, wouldn't that be great? Uh-huh. <laughs> My plug for this week is serial murders. Alrighty, as usual, I'm Evan. I'm Evan. And we'll see you again in one, one week. week. Hi everyone, I'm Andrew. Hi, I'm Marn. This is the Argonauts Podcast. Each week, I'm going to try and solve an old defunct ARG, and Marn's going to tell me what I should have done instead. That's true. Marn, what ARGs have we covered so far? So far, we have covered Spectacular Organic Frog Fractions 2, Sexy Girl Max 2019, and this is my Milwaukee. And that list is only going to continue to grow. Yep. Come check us out every other Thursday on the Orange Groves Network. And you can find us at argonautspod.com. Argonautspod.com.